Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the uh, podcast today. Anger control, anger management, that's my topic. It's to see where we are in our own experience with anger, our own personal anger, and how we manage and deal with the anger of other people. Now, when you think of anger, um, one of the definitions of anger is really this, a strong feeling of irritation or displeasure. So it's not just a matter of a feeling of displeasure, but it's a strong feeling of displeasure. So I think about it as a 10-point scale. When you get emotional, when you get upset and bothered, irritated, and so on, that may be something like a 1 to 5 on a 10-point scale. But anger is where you kick into like a 5, 6, 7, 8, or 9, up to 10. That's rage. So anger is like a scale. Some of us have little anger. Some of us has much anger. Some of us have anger just periodically. It emerges and develops periodically due to circumstances in our life. But nonetheless, anger is a wedge. It's a wedge between two people. And when those two people have positive experiences together, and those two people have a positive commitment to each other, such as in a marriage, anger can be very defeating and devastating and hurtful. Because we don't expect anger to be part of a love relationship. We don't expect anger to be part of a positive working relationship. And like in partnerships and business. We just don't expect anger to be part of that kind of a ongoing relationship. But it does happen and it does emerge. And when it does, it creates that wedge. And it brings people to a point where they separate and they go their own ways for sometimes forever and other times just for short periods of time. But anger prevents a person from solving problems. It interferes with communication, interferes with understanding, and therefore it's hard to then solve a problem when we can't sit and listen, we can't understand, we can't dialogue, we can't debate, we can't discuss, we can't come to a point of understanding through communication. That's where anger then becomes destructive and hurtful. So now we're into anger like 10 points ago, sure, it's a 5, 6, 7, on up into 8. That's when anger prevents us from solving problems or it interferes with relationships. Anger also creates a sense of distrust between two people, a sense of fear between two people. Of course, if somebody gets angry, in the future you fear them because you don't want that anger, you don't like that anger, you don't have to deal with that anger, so you fear that person and you keep somewhat of a social distance, you keep somewhat of a safe distance from that person. You distrust that person, you're not sure that person is going to flare up in anger or not. And when that's the case, people separate out and they keep a distance. And relationships are not bonded. They're not formed closely. They're kept apart you know, from each other. So basically, anger separates people one from another. And it just creates that sense of low self-respect for each other. It lowers our own self-respect when we get angry. And, we, and it lowers the respect we have for other people or the other person when that person gets angry and we experience their anger. So it tears apart that feeling of respect, self-respect and other respect. So it's a very defeating kind of an emotion. So we want to prevent anger, obviously, as much as we possibly can, and prevent people getting mad. We want to, ways in which we can process emotional experiences without anger. We want ways to process differences and conflict, if you will, without an overreach of anger and breaking apart of relationships and what goes with it. In other words, we don't want to be mad. We want to somehow have a sense of peace. We want a sense of 
working uh, relationships and working together, a bond. That's what we really want to have. And sometimes we have to kind of think through anger a little bit. Now, let me just talk about anger for just a minute. Anger is um, part of our life, but it's learned behavior. We learn to be angry. We aren't born as angry people. Nobody's born as an angry child. Now, we are born with emotions. Some of us are born with emotions that kind of rapidly arouse. Others are born with emotions that kind of slow to arouse. That will make a difference in terms of how we respond to situations such as anger-provoking situations. But we're not born as angry people, angry children. This is learned behavior. Now, here's the thing about anger. If you're taught, and if you were raised in a home where you're peaceful, where you're calm, where you're relaxed, and where things just follow a particular pattern of timing and so on, and then you have to deal with people who are agitated and irritable and restless and argumentative and just always living at a high stake of arousal, that's going to provoke an anger reaction because it's different from the way that we were raised. It's different from the way that we operate, different from the way that we live our life. We can't accommodate to that. It's, it's upsetting, if you will. And then that creates anger. If you were raised as a person who uh, has been truthful and you live in a home that's truthful, truth is prevails. Truth is important. And then you get out in the world and you be with people who don't tell the truth. Well, there's a disconnect there. You're a truthful person. You value truth. And then you have to deal with somebody who's not truthful. That creates that irritability. That creates that sense of restlessness and irritability. And that's anger. And anger then evokes just because of that difference and that disconnect and that dissonance between the way you were raised and the way that this person is treating you. See, that's what anger is. It's a kind of a disconnect. It's a dissonance between the way that you live and you like to live and that you have your life and the way that other people are imposing their life standards and their life patterns onto you. And when those, in, when those conflict, when those have differences and sharp differences, that's conflict, then anger is an emotion that emerges. The arousal creates something, a very strong feeling, and we call that anger. So here's the deal then about anger. It's a question about learning how to control it, learning how to manage it. We all get angry at times, some of us more often than others, sometimes more often than we should. But when we, when we feel anger, when we experience anger, the question is, can you control it? Can you bring it under control? Can you manage it? Can you bring it under management? That's the question. Well, let me give you some points, okay? Let's use the word anger, and let's see what we can do with that, okay? Use the word anger, A-N-G-E-R. A, what does A mean? Well, when you get into an angry situation, always think of the alternative. What's the alternative course of action? What's the alternative way of handling this? What's the alternative way of saying something? What's the alternative to fear? How do we create less fear? How do we create less anger for both parties, for everybody? How can we create more trust? So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create an alternative to advise ourselves and, our, and advise the person we're in conflict with that we need to start thinking differently. We need to think of a different way of handling things, different way of solving this problem, a different way of relating, a different way of talking to each other, a different way of solving problems. That's what anger management requires. A, an alternative plan, an alternative way of dealing with a situation that's upsetting. Not the way that we typically respond to it and deal with it, but a new way, a kinder way, a gentler way, a softer way, if you will. That's what's important in anger management. Okay, let me go through another letter. N, anger, A-N. 
There's times when you have to say, not now. Leave the situation, take a brief break, but now is not the time to deal with it. When somebody's upset and somebody's really angry, that's not the time to try to negotiate with them. That's not the time to lecture them, so to speak, or, or deal with the situation. Take a break. Not now. Move away. Get away. And then come back. Return to the situation. Return to the other person and discuss it. And discuss it to the point where you get an agreement and an understanding. There's times to deal with an, a point of conflict and a point of difference. And there's time not to. That's what end means. Not now. And you have to sense that. Is this the time to really talk? Is this the time to really pursue your point? Is this the time to make clarification? Is this the time to take a break? Is this time just to move away? Just time to leave some time go by? But come back and deal with it. That's what anger management requires. Think of the alternative and not now. Take a break. What about G? A-N-G. What about G? That means give the other person a chance to explain. Give the other person a chance to talk. Give the other person a chance to answer your questions. Give the other person a chance to vent, to say what they want to say, and you just listen, whether that takes a minute or 10 minutes. Give the other person that opportunity to enter into a resolving process for that conflict that you're in. The important thing is you want to do things differently. You want to learn a different way of handling things. And you're going to have to get the ideas from the other person. The idea, you have to give the other person a chance to vent, a chance to say what they want to say. Some people will never solve a problem until they have totally exhausted all options of explaining their own point of view first and primarily. So if you're dealing with a person in in an anger situation, that person wants to talk, feels they need to talk, they must talk, they will overpower you, let them talk. Give the other person a chance to explain themselves and then come up with some kind of a response where you can be different and handle the situation differently. Okay, that's A-N-G. Now, what about E in the word anger? What about E? Well, you want to evolve into a better person as a result of this conflict. That's the goal. Whatever the conflict is, whatever the difference is, you want to come out of it as a better person. You want to evolve. Let that situation help you evolve into a kinder person, a more understanding person, a more uh, gentle person, a person who will listen a little bit more, will consider the other person's point of view more. You want to be a better person at the end of an argument. You want to be a better person at the end of a debate or end of a conflict than you were at the beginning of that particular conflict. You want to have learned something from it. If it's not just a point or an issue, you want to learn that you can handle conflict better than you used to handle it. That you're able to process the differences between you and someone else. So that's the letter E. So now we go on to the letter R. See, anger, A-N-G-E-R. Now we got the letter R. R is resolve, but no, no revenge. Think of it that way. We resolve the problem, hopefully. We come to some resolution, hopefully. Come to some settlement, hopefully. Come to some understanding, hopefully. But then no revenge. That's what R means, no revenge. You're not going to look for an opportunity in the future to get back at the person. Now look for an opportunity in the future to somehow score points more than the other person. You want to emerge as having a relationship intact, but not one that you're going to say, I'll get you some other time. I'll get you in the future. You just wait. I'll get you. That's revenge. So anger control, anger management does not include revenge. 
It, re it includes resolution. That's true. That's R, but not revenge. So there you are, anger control. You can do it. Your own anger, the anger of your spouse, the anger of your children, the anger of uh, people you work with, the anger of friends, the anger of neighbors. Kind of think of these kind of ways of keeping yourself under control and you processing a situation that is in conflict. Don't let anger get into your nostrils. You know, the word anger, interestingly, in the Hebrew means nostrils or nose. And sometimes we get that phrase, her nostrils were flaring. Fire was coming out of her nose. <laughs> That's what anger means, okay, in the Hebrew. So we don't want that. That we don't want. But we do want the opportunity to process and to manage and to come out of an anger situation or a conflict situation or a difference as a better person and with a solution that you can live with and that you can move forward with that person and have an ongoing relationship and learn so you're, you're better off in the future when new situations come your way and new anger situations develop in your life. So thanks for joining me with the topic today on anger and anger control and anger management. And um, if you have a child in your home, you're a parent and have a child, well, let's say age 6, 8, 10, get my book, Kids Alive. Kids Alive. It teaches children critical words that they need to know and understand in their life. Like the word no. Like the word wait. Like the word anger. Like the word control. It teaches these concepts, these basic words that help our children become better citizens and better friends with their peers. So get at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, call my office, get on my website, www.booksbyhedberg.com. The book is entitled Kids Alive. Okay, bye for now. Mm -hmm.